This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that spent Halloween looking at a horror show. I'm talking about Liverpool matches. Uh, with me is uh, Nicholas Poltergeist John. Hello, hello. Uh, Mifzal, the Mami Malik. Good morning. And Karami Kamil, uh, he's from Seremban, but at heart he's a Pochong boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, guys? <laughs> Uh, first up, let's get the obvious out of the way. Um, Premier League action took place at the weekend. Uh, don't remind me. Uh, Liverpool lost 2-1 to Leeds. Uh, basically, it's the same thing, different day. All my past criticisms still apply. Uh, for example, the backbone of the squad, you know, they're getting old, uh, or at least too old to play a Klopp's pressing style, and it looks like they're still recovering from the 60-plus match run uh, that they had last season. Uh, the team haven't invested enough in new signings, especially in central midfield, and uh, they're definitely paying the price now. And uh, Kara mentioned this earlier, right, since we're on the theme of Halloween, it looks like uh, Klopp's seven-year curse has uh, struck again. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 I would like to disagree on that, and here's why. Because during his time at Mines, Mains, Mines, Mines, <laughs> because his seventh year at, the, at at that club, I think he had a fallout with the with the club, with the with the with the board of directors, and mm. he left. And then at the seventh year. When he was in Dortmund, I think he was frustrated with the club as well because they were selling all the plays that he created. Mm-hmm. Lewandowski, uh, Nuri Sahin, if you guys remember, Gundogan, uh, who Marco was, it Royce. was Godzer, mm-hmm. uh, was Godzer. one of Godzer, Matt Hommels. So he was frustrated. And this time around, it's the seventh year again, mm-hmm. him at Liverpool. And like you said, Faisal, it's, it's not been, he hasn't been rebuilding the team. Mm-hmm. So there's not much of us, of, being in bringing in players for the, for this new season and to make matters worse, uh, you said that they played sixty plus games last season and it's the second consecutive season that they've been really really playing that much of a game without any rest because of the COVID and now since the World Cup has been rescheduled so the EPL rescheduled their 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 fixtures so they only had a couple of what four or five weeks mm-hmm. of preseason so I think that has yeah, been played has played a big part. Yeah, for me that's not so much of an excuse because all the other Premier League teams um, are in the same boat as well. Yes. And look at Arsenal, Man City and all that. What's the difference? They heavily invested in new players. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's more of, of not so much a case of, of Klopp not wanting to bring in new yeah. players because Faisal has mentioned this before that, that Liverpool has this, this policy of sell first before you can, you mm. can sell buy. Sell first so, and then uh, they target to have a net spend each transfer yeah. window. Yeah, so it, it, when you have like a whole list of plays, I need this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and then you go to the board of directors and then they throw it back in your face and say, sorry, you can only give you one. Mm. So, you know, it, it's in a way not so much Klopp's fault. It's not. And plus, he did bring uh, Fabio Cavallo, right? But given that he Cavallo is, has not played enough games, so he's still progressing as a player and Nunes has not has not hit the ground running like Haaland so mm. you got that so he's trying to rebuild the team but with with minimal minimum resources, resources. Mm. but he said 
that it's still too early to conclude anything from his side, whatever that means. Okay, that's what he's going to say in the media. Of course, that's what he says in the <laughs> we media. We don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Maybe he's ranting at the owners every day. Yes, and not not to forget that injury does play a big part for Liverpool this season. Mm-hmm. For the last yeah. two seasons, they lost Jota, they lost Diaz, uh, Keita. Uh, the 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 f- defensive backline has not been consistent. Trent and Joe Gomez has been in and out mm-hmm. due to injury. Yeah, even even Van Dyke has been out of sorts, especially. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I think it's because. Of the injury that he had last season, right? The one mm-hmm. that he got from Pickford. And I think, I think, I'm just believe, I believe that he's just saving his legs for the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> the club is beyond, it's, it's beyond saving, you're saying. You're saying. But, but yeah, that, that, that's another uh, uh, consideration as well. It's the World Cup, you know. So no, no, nobody is going to really want to like <laughs> give it a hundred percent. Pogba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, look at Pogba. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at that and it, like it's your worst nightmare as, as, as a player who's hoping to, to, to go to the World Cup. But mm. I think every, any, every other club is doing relatively okay. Why is it just Liverpool that's down in the dumps? Fatigue, because they have been... They have, I think it's fatigue because they've been playing that high-intensity game from uh, for Klopp. Uh, they haven't had enough rest for the last two seasons, so mm. they haven't 60, had new players. New players, so sixty yeah, plus okay. game is quite a lot. Uh, okay, uh, Mip, just think of it this way: uh, when Klopp first joined Liverpool, right, there was this one high-profile fitness coach uh, from the Netherlands who was very anti-Klopp. He says that the way that uh, Klopp sets up his team and how they play, right, uh, they don't get enough recovery. Mm. Okay, and um, their training sessions are high intensity as well. All of that together, right? It's literally a recipe for injury after injury after injury. And that's what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for Liverpool. Yeah. And uh, losing money doesn't help now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liverpool are in ninth place in the standings. Eight points off the top four uh, with four wins, four draws and four defeats. Pundits are ruling them out of the race for Champions League qualification. But guys, uh, if this continues, I think they'd be lucky if they don't end up in the uh, bottom half of the table. Eh? Yeah, I, I hope like one day we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll be able to see fans leaving the stadium before halftime. <laughs> Why such hate? Yeah, oh, man. Take I, a will, chill I will never get this chance ever again, guys. <laughs> uh, look, Liverpool, and, and Karam has mentioned this, that, that in spite of the injuries and all that, it is still a quality team. You yep. look at the quality players there and they have shown that this year they are able to get good results. Uh, their, their problem has been mainly consistency mm. or, or, you know, a lack of consistency. That's how you end up, you know, beating City and then losing to Forest and then beating Ajax <laughs> and then losing to Leeds and all that. Uh, but, but they have shown that they are capable of putting in good performances here and there. Yeah. So that that's going to be enough to at least keep them propped up somewhere like in, in mid-table at least. They're still in the running though. For qualification, but for the title, I don't think they can make it. But for... Champions Cha- League you think sport. they can make Champions League? Yes, I do think they can. Because I still think they can because they're Liverpool. I- I'm literally like down the middle. I-, I don't think, like Faisal said, they will be in the bottom half. But at the same time, I don't think the top four is, is doable based on their form currently. I think it's quite telling that two Manchester United fans have higher expectations of Liverpool <laughs> than the Liverpool fan. Uh, Mifzal... Mifzal excluded. It's been nice having you on the podcast. I don't know, guys. I, I just, I just, honest opinion. I think 
Liverpool were completely demolished after Mane left. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just it's just so telling right now. All right. Now, in contrast, Manchester United has strengthened their top four ambitions. 1-0 win over West Ham to lie just a point off a fourth-place Newcastle with the game in hand. Are they in a more favourable position compared to either, let's say, Spurs or Newcastle? Newcastle, I can't say for sure, but Spurs probably. Because they're Spurs. (laughs) Because they're Spurs. (laughs) Yeah, it goes without being explained, actually. (laughs) I I, I mean, based on the way they played over the past few weeks, um, usually I would get all uh, anxious, nervy when I watch them play. But now I do, but for, for positive reasons. They actually play better football. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just need some help with their finishing. They could easily score more goals mm-hmm. if they worked on that. But play wise, they they are impressive right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That United has actually been better this season than I think any of us here <laughs> yes. would have expected <laughs> yes. at the beginning of the season, right? Um, but the, the thing about them is there is still room for improvement. Like Mifsel was saying, you know, they've had tons of chances mm-hmm. this season, you know, yeah. especially Rashford. Um, but, but their conversion rate has not been, you know, there, there's room for improvement there. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's because United are still a team in transition. Things have been going well, but you have to remember that this is Den Haag's first yeah. For season, you know? so they're, they're still a team that that's like under construction. So they are bound to be a few slip ups here and there. Mm. Uh, so so I, I think like that is the only reason why I would say top four for them is fifty fifty. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm loving what I'm seeing, but I think that the, the nature of the team now that that's still under construction, it leaves them open to slip-ups here and there. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but again, if, back to Faisal's question, do they have a better chance compared to Spurs and Newcastle? I do think they have that better chance. Spurs, yes. <laughs> better chance yeah. than Spurs. Let's, let's, be, let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. I don't think Newcastle can be in the Europa League spot at the end yeah. of the season. I don't think they can make it to the Champions League. That's my... That's my take on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I agree with Mimzal about the goal scoring thing and what a signing Lisandro Martinez has been for United. Yeah. D- although he was criticized due to his height, but he has showed heart. He mm-hmm. is the rock of that defense. And thank God for the last match that they won against West Ham. Thank God for David De Gea. So again, I don't see why he's getting all this criticism. And I don't see why he was dropped from that 55, 50 mm-hmm. player squad for yeah. Spain's World Cup. So it was, it, it was crazy. Okay. Um, okay. I would love to be proven wrong about this, right? But I have this sneaking suspicion this is just like a first season bounce for a new manager. <laughs> okay. Um, the real test for Ten Hag is going to be next, next season. season yeah. Because yeah. we all remember how good Oli yeah. was. In his first half this this of the season. Yeah. <laughs> he was good until he signed permanently. <laughs> All right, moving on. Chelsea had a rare stumble, losing 4-1 to uh, Graham Potter's former club, Brighton. In fact, it was uh, Potter's first defeat as Chelsea boss. Well, it has been coming, but I don't see it coming against Brighton. Mm-hmm. But how, Bright- how poetic, though, is it? <laughs> let it? Let it happen against Brighton. <laughs> but Brighton wanted it more, I guess, yeah. uh, on that match. And the thing that I, the thing, the positive thing that came out on, for Chelsea after that match was Potter saying that, you need to suffer before you can progress. So I think that's 
back to what Nick said, it was very, very poetic. Mm-hmm. And it's the only way that Potter knows how to progress. And things are still, still early for Potter and Chelsea, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to bounce back. So was it, was it Potter that didn't get his tactic right, uh, tactic right? Or was it Brighton that was just the better team? No, Brighton was just a better team. Uh, I think fatigue could be could be one of the factors that that led Chelsea that, that defeated Chelsea because they were playing in midweek matches, right? Compared to Bolt, uh, Brighton, sorry. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's and again, Brighton was at home and Brighton is flying really really high this season. So. They've got that going. In, in this match, they were playing the kind of football that made Potter famous in the first <laughs> place, right? <laughs> and they used that to beat him. All right. Leaders, Arsenal, crush Nottingham Forest 5-0. See Liverpool, that's how you do it, man. Uh, no Haaland, no problem for Man City. Despite his injury, the reigning champions had a 1-0 win over Leicester. Uh, Tottenham beat Bournemouth 3-2. Newcastle gave Aston Villa boss Unai Emery a nightmare welcome. A bad evening. <laughs> Uh, beating Villa 4-0 Also, uh, Crystal Palace beat Southampton 1-0 Brentford and Wolves had a 1-0 draw And Fulham and Everton drew 0-0 Notice I did not do a Brendan Rodgers impersonation Mm. (laughs) Now pay up Um, In the Champions League this week Liverpool will be up against Napoli Tottenham are away at Marseille Man City hosts Sevilla Chelsea are at home to Dinamo Zagreb And there's an interesting clash Between uh, Bayern and and, uh, Inter. Uh, you can catch all the uh, Champions League action live on Astro. Now, guys, let's move on to uh, badminton. A huge shout out to our women's doubles pair, Perlita and Antina. Out! Woo! <laughs> Get it? Shout out. Uh, stop. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself that I laughed at this show. <laughs> Secondhand embarrassment right here. It's been nice having you on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, Perlita and Antina made history by winning the French Open. Yeah, and it's about time they, they got their second World Series title. I think World Series? World Tour title. <laughs> um, uh, I, they, they played very, they played great the whole tournament. I think they beat the first, the, their first two matches was against Indonesia counterparts. They beat both of them. One of them was, was the seventh seed. Uh, in the quarterfinals, I think they beat a, a Japanese, a Japanese pair, mm-hmm. which was the third seed. And then in the semis, they beat a former champion from the Korean. So, so all higher ranked. All higher ranked than them. And to make things great, better is that they've qualified for the World Tour Finals at the end of the year. It was great. Uh, We've seen this from Pelitan and Emptina. They've, they, they, mm. they have that grit in them. They, they really love to play long rallies, like 50, 60 shots per point. I think that is their main strength and their defense is great. The, the teamwork is great. The communication was great. They delivered in that match, in that tournament. Um, I really, really think that this they could be the next next champion for for Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Hey, who were the previous uh, doubles pair for shuttlers? Uh, this, the, there's a lot of them, if mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> do, do that, that, that was, was a bit too big. Maybe like the, the the recent most famous. Uh, it, I think it's Wong Pei Ti and Chini Hui, yeah. and they were finalists in the 2008 at the French Open. So mm-hmm. that was the closest that Malaysian women's doubles came to a title at the French Open. So 
it was really really great seeing watching them lift the trophy that night congratulations you two let's see what else you have in store for us hopefully loads and loads and loads more trophies well that's it for today's episode but before you go I just want to say that you should treat yourself with love and kindness and respect uh, I know we slam a lot of people on this podcast <laughs> but let's end it on a message of positivity right I hope you are taking care of yourself both physically and mentally you are awesome we love you we'll see you next time I'm Faisal Merikan I'm Nicholas John I'm Karami Kamil I am Mimza Malik it's been nice having you on the podcast <laughs> thank you and goodbye <laughs>